Hello listeners and welcome back to The Writer's Show. This is our final episode for the year and our 60th for the program. 60. I've just been looking at the podcast stats for the year and it blows me away that people from all over the world listen to this little show. So to all of you, thank you. If you've just found us, there's some great interviews in the archives, so enjoy while we have a break and get ready for a relaunch of the show in 2024. Let's get on with the show. Today I'm talking to Pauline Bailey, who has just released Volume 4 of her ongoing series Blues Portrait, a history of the Australian blues scene. I spoke to her last year when Volume 3 was released. If you're a fan of Australian blues music, check these books out. They're jam-packed with fantastic interviews of Australian blues artists. Let's talk to Pauline. Welcome, Pauline Bailey, onto the Rider Show. It's a pleasure to have you back on the show, and congratulations on Volume 4 of Blues Portrait. Thanks for having me on the show, Jeff. My pleasure. What continues to inspire you to explore and write about the Australian blues scene? I guess it's the artists themselves. There's just so many people, and there's still people that I haven't gotten around to. So it's just an ongoing project, which I didn't plan. I only thought I'd do the one book, but it's ended up now as four books. It's gone into its sixth sixth year now. So it's just, it's amazing. Yeah. Mm. Who's on your wish list that you haven't managed to um, <clears throat> talk to yet? Uh, I'd like to get Paul Kelly. Actually, that would be that would be nice to have a chat with Paul. You know, he's he's delved into bluegrass and, and different yeah. styles of music, so I think he'd be interesting. He would be interesting. Yeah. In in all these interviews you've done, and over the uh, four books, that's quite a few. Which stories stand out for you? Which stories? Um, I think everyone everyone has got a good story. Really, there isn't anyone that's that that hasn't, and that's that's the thing across all four books. Everybody's got a story. Um, you know, that's that's the thing. Um, and I really just wanted to capture as much as I could of, of this great scene we've got, this yeah. great blues scene that we've got. We do have a great one. What draws you to the blues? Can, can you remember the first time you thought, yeah, that, that's my music? I've always loved it. I think um, if I think back to all the things I liked when I was younger, I didn't realise it was blues at the time. I always loved slide guitar and harmonica. And um, Southern Lightning was one band that, that really switched me on, and they're still playing to this day. Yeah. I'm actually going down to see them on Sunday in Melbourne. Fantastic. So they were, they were a very big inspiration, and they they um, sent me looking for where all that music came from. Yeah. So from them I learned about Muddy Waters and all those yeah. great people. And it comes from here, all of it. It does, it does, yeah. it does. Yeah, it really does. And I think that comes through with their stories too. Yeah, yep. Everyone I've interviewed has just been really honest and just talked about their life. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just very honest music. That's what comes through in the books, the, the range of stories and, and pathways people have taken to to play their music and to continue playing their music, I, I find fascinating. Well, that's right. And I think with this book too, the first person I interviewed was Dave Brewer from over in Perth and he started off in the Perth blues scene. 
And um, Dave Faulkner actually started off in the blues scene as well over in Perth, yeah. which no, a lot of people I, probably don't know. No, I, I didn't and know. They, yeah, they took very different directions. And they were both born on exactly the same day as as luck would happen, <laughs> which is strange, yeah. So um, you, you had your book launch recently. Um, that looked like a lot of fun. You, you must be an it old hand at launches now. How, how, how did it compare to the other launches? Well, number one was fantastic and um, had that at the Rainbow in Fitzroy and had Checkerboard Lounge playing on the day, which was amazing. Fantastic. Um, number two and three, I didn't have a launch because of COVID. So I couldn't couldn't have anything. I just had an online sort of a thing. But um, I thought, well, if I get around to doing a fourth book, I'll definitely have a big launch, and it was a big yeah. one. Yeah, there was yeah, tons of musicians there and had a band playing, had Salty yeah. um, Dennis Trevathan's band The Blowout playing. Wow. Down at the Stingo, and it was, it was packed. I was just amazed to see so many people turn out. Yeah. Great support. Oh, it must have been a good feeling. It is a good feeling. It's a good feeling to get so much support from people. and um, But that's the Melbourne Blues community too. And yeah, yeah. Well, all over Australia really. Yeah. That Blues community is just very supportive and um, it's great people. They are great people. Yeah. So did you plan to write for, when you when you wrote version um, volume three, did you think that that's it or do you just plan to keep going? Well, I still had a list and I looked at my list and I thought, well, <laughs> there are a lot of people on this list that I don't want to leave out and this, yeah. is, this is the other problem. There's people on there that, that I don't want to leave out and I don't want anyone to feel that they've been left out too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This, and this, this is what's happened now. So um, so I just, just keep chipping away. Yeah. And, of course, every time I, I start interviewing, one person leads to another. And before you know it, I've got more people added to the list. So, but it's huh. testament to what a great, great blues scene we've got. Really, that it it's is. a nice problem to have. <laughs> Has anybody put themselves forward to be in the book, or people recommended to you? Or you've forgotten about this particular musician? Actually, Sweet Felicia suggested a few people to me, and, and I'm always happy for people yeah. to do that because you know, there's there's always people that that I. You don't know everyone. There's always people that you're yeah. going to miss, and um, so yeah, she gave me a few names, and that that was great. So, so that just opened up a whole new section that I, that I hadn't hadn't thought of, and that that's the other thing that happens too. Yeah. So you know, one person leads to another, and and um, there have been a few people on Facebook that, that have friended me, <laughs> and provided their website. You know, uh-huh. I'm here. I'm here. Hello. <laughs> That sort of thing does happen from time to time, but but no one has really brazenly put themselves forward and said yeah. and asked, you know. And they're they're just um, polite people, I guess. <laughs> We're talking earlier about before we started recording about Frank Saltana, and I see he's in the new volume. It's been fascinating mm. watching his progression. I I um Frank's played up on the north coast um, quite often over the last few years, but only only as a solo artist. And I, I didn't catch his um, band until uh, early this year at um, Broadbeach and just knocked me for a six. And, of course, he was... Um... Oh, Frank, he is fabulous. Yeah, it's just so great to see him go over to Memphis and 
and take out that yeah. prize. Yeah. And, you know, he'll say himself, it's not a competition, but he just went over there and he's just genuinely himself. And yeah. I think that translated to those audiences over there. And with a band or solo, he can do it. It's just amazing. Broadbeach this year, he was brilliant, wasn't he? What, what do you love about Frank's blues? Just the honesty. And I think there's no pretense with him. It's just mm. himself, just himself. And there's no act. And um, I think the, the good thing about Frank too is his band members are always top-notch. That's the thing I've noticed. And he has has a lot of different band members, different drummers, yeah. different guitarists, and it yeah. works every time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's, he just manages to choose great people in his band. Talking yeah. earlier about Nathan Beretta. Yeah. Well, I, I first saw him down at Mornington Blues Festival before the pandemic. Yeah. And that was the last one they had and um, kept my eye on him. I don't want to put you on the spot, but in, in Volume 4... What would your top three interviews be off the top of your head? Gee, top three. Let me think. Um, Carl Panuzzo was was good value. He was yeah. He was great from Checkerboard Lounge. He's ah. the singer and drummer and yeah, yep. multi-talented member of Checkerboard Lounge. And just the way he put it into words, how he feels about music, was beautiful. Oh. Just, yeah, very, very heartfelt. Yeah, it was very interesting. The interviews themselves, you do them in person or do you travel or via telephone? Uh, some I do, some, yeah, a mix. So it just depends if I'm in Melbourne and I can catch up with somebody there, I'll do it there. Um, or, you know, they're interstate, uh, phone call usually. Um, yeah, overseas is done by email because I've got a couple of people from overseas. So, yeah, it just depends. Depends on where I am, where they are and if it works out. Must be much easier now than, than in volume one. Easier? I don't know about easier. I think I'm just more experienced. I know yeah. I know the process a lot more. The process is a lot quicker now. Yeah. As far as doing the layout and all that sort of thing. Um but yeah, there's there's quite a few interviews under my belt now, so got gotten used to doing it a bit more. It's turned into a cottage in, industry. <laughs> it has, it has. <laughs> so in the United States, of course, the blues has a deep emotional and cultural resonance. How, how do you think Australian blues musicians have incorporated their own experiences and culture and identity in, in the, our spin on the blues? Oh, we've got our own sound, definitely. It's yeah. it's hard to put it into words what it is, but I think we've definitely got our own flavour. Um, I think perhaps they've just taken all those influences and it's... It's just somehow come out the other end as, as yeah. an Australian sound. I don't know how it's happened, but, yeah, it's, it's def- we've definitely got something. We've perhaps got a harder edge to our music, I think. I think our guitarists have a bit more of a harder edge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and perhaps that comes from the pub rock yeah. thing. I don't know. I don't know what it is. When you uh, listen to some, someone like Darren Jack live, he always um, does for an encore going down. And it just, oh, about, yeah, just yeah. about melts your face off. <laughs> it's, uh... Yeah, that's one of my favourites. Yeah. yeah, love that song. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing um, Billy Thorpe perform that not long before he passed away. That would have been a face melter too. It was. <laughs> so, um, for those listeners who who maybe maybe new to Australian blues, what advice or recommendations do you have for somebody to start exploring? 
Australian blues, apart from buying a book, of course. But um... I would say get along with one of these festivals. First off, you know, you've got Broadbeach. If, if you live up in Queensland, Broadbeach has is, is got a good mix. It's a real mix of yeah. um, not only blues, all sorts of music um, and a Chuka Blues Festival. And they're free festivals. So people can go and, and watch whatever they want. They're not paying out big dollars to go. And there's just such a broad range of music there. And and you'll see the cream of Australian blues at most of these festivals. I yeah. think it's got to the point now where there are so many great performers. Um, you can guarantee it, the lineup is going to be great. Yeah. Before before you even know what the lineup is, so that that's that's my experience anyway. Yeah, good advice. There's also a lot of um, small regional festivals. <laughs> that's right, and there's lots of little jams. Blues jams around too yeah. that are they're always good value. And yeah. um here in Gippsland we've got a really good blues jam that's on once a month and and they get special guests coming up every yeah. so often. We had Ian Collard there a couple of months ago and uh, and they're really wow. good too. And and they kick off a lot of other people into into getting into music. So they're a really good thing. And there's the catfish in Melbourne. If you happen to be in Melbourne on a Wednesday night, they have different guests coming in every week. Uh-huh. It's a fantastic night. You've got an event yourself coming up at the Butcher's Brew Bar in Sydney. Um, that I sounds, have. Sounds yeah. like fun with Dave Tice, Sally King. Yeah, that's just going to be a question answer sort of thing. Um, Sally King is going to perform a song or two and Dave Tice and do a bit of a Q&A as well. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Carolyn there at the Butcher's Brew Bar was kind enough to get in touch and said she'd like to put on an event. So looking forward to that. That's going yeah. to be really, really good. Yeah, nice trip up Dave, to Sydney. Of course, Dave Tice has a huge voice. Oh, he does, and he's, I mean, I'm a big fan of Pete Wells, and Pete Wells was oh, in Buffalo with, yep, with Dave yep, Tice, and yep. Carolyn from the Butcher's Brew Bar said, if there's anyone in Sydney you'd like to have on your wish list, who would it be? I said, oh, Dave Tice would be good, and she asked him, and sure enough, he said yes. So oh, I was pretty fantastic. Pretty, pretty wrapped to have him on board and Sally King too. She's she's a lovely lady and her and her sister Bridie are both in book four. Yeah. Yeah, both wonderful performers. Where can people get themselves a copy of Blues Portrait if they can't get along to Sydney? Where's the best place? Um, I've got them in a couple of bookstores around but not too many. They're mainly just through me. Um, I've got a website which is paulinebaileyart.com and that will take you into the online store. So yeah, I'm selling them mainly just online through word of mouth. Fantastic. Well, that's a good place to wrap it up. Thanks for coming on the show, Pauline, and um, good luck with Volume 4, and we're looking forward to Volume 5 already. <laughs> well, thank you, Jeff. Thanks very much for having me on again. That was Pauline Bailey. Get your copy of Blues Portrait Volume 4 and Volume 321 from her website, paulinebaileyart.com. You'll find all the links right there. The Writer Show podcast is produced by Madhouse Media Publishing. Got a book in ya? We'll talk to the experts who know how to get it out and onto bookshelves everywhere. That's madhousemedia.com.au.
Well, that's it for me for 2023. It's been a strange long year, but I'm looking forward to having a break. I'll be back sometime in 2024 with some brand new writers' shows. Until then, be kind, don't give up the dream, whatever it is you're doing. I'm Jeff Hughes. See ya.